to create a change as a business with your product, your service, is really to make a sale. You might be selling the product or service itself. You might be selling an idea. You're enrolling us in a different journey, in a new future filled with possibility. You're inviting us to come along with you in this different direction. So you're making these sales. The only difference is some of us realize this and some of us don't. So today I sit down with Tyler Archer, who's a Kiwi based in Taranaki on the North Island, and we talk about all things sales. Tyler is a sales coach. He helps teams get better at sales and individuals as well. And we break it all down. We dive into the importance of developing relationships. We dive into communication. We dive into the relationship between sales and marketing. And we also touch on how social media has changed the game. So if you have your own business, you're creating something, you know that sales is going to be critical for your sustainability, your growth, your success. I hope you enjoy this one. This is John Marsh. You're listening to Access Potential Podcast, episode number 60. Maybe just flesh out a little bit about, you know, how you came to be sitting where you are. Are you in Auckland now or? Uh, I've actually recently moved from Auckland, man. So um, three days after Christmas, I moved my family uh, six hours away down to the Taranaki. Yeah. So for those who don't know that is, it's like pretty much like the bottom of the North Island in some degree. So a little bit above Wellington. Beautiful part of the world though, eh? Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, got this nice uh, Mount Taranaki, some lots at Mount Egmont. So nice view of the mountain, which I didn't have up in Auckland. So <laughs> uh, very, very suburban up there. So no, it's, it's definitely a, a, a life change. So yeah. It's, um, it's unique in that you can snowboard and surf literally in the same day, eh? That's it, man. That's it, John. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you've got, your, you've got your surfing, you've got your, your mountain and uh, hey, if you're into a bit of farming, which I'm not yet, so you can do that as well. <laughs> There's no telling what's around the corner though once you're down yeah. there. That's it, mate. My, my neighbors are cows now and I was like, yep, got to get used to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously we, we kind of met through or connected through um, Instagram, which is, you know, I always love now and I kind of smile when that happens because it, it's happening more and more frequently, which is really cool. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like when, when, as far as like the, the viewer is concerned or when we land, it's kind of like the sales guy and, you know, that you're into sales, you talk a lot about sales. Maybe just take us back, like, what's your story? How did that start? Um, how did you get into, uh, you know, selling things and, and helping people with sales, I guess? Yeah, good question. Um, so backstory, so I've been in sales for about 13 years now. So uh, it's a little while, I mean, you know, I don't like to cast myself as old yet, but, um, you know, it's, um, yes. And it was a hard, hard, hard run about way I got into it. So I think originally sales was not part of my, my passion or my drive. When I grew up, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be in sales. Like that was not my kind of, my go-to. I was not the guy who got told you could sell iced Eskimos or anything like that. You know, that wasn't, <laughs> that was not me uh, as, as you know, you've probably heard that, that uh, same many times before. Um, and so, yeah, but I think, Naturally, before I got into sales, I loved just helping people. I loved communicating. Um, I loved chatting with people. And I think that is the basis of it. Um, that's, I think, one of the big fundamentals is just having that communication. And people just like to be you know, heard and listened to and, um, and, yeah, just open up these stories. And that's what I found is probably where I've come from, that, that one of those foundations into sales. And how I got into sales was literally just a random thing. I just applied for a job. It was one of those spur of the moments. I was, believe it or not, going to be moving to Australia <laughs> and um, to, to go to uh, Perth at one point. And yeah. that fell through. And then I applied for a job. It was within B2B sales. Um, I got onto it and literally started my, my sales career from there. Yeah, interesting. So from that point, that was, I guess, 13 years ago. Did you, you know, was it the typical, like, you hit the ground his, you know, you're on cold calls kind of thing, like, and you were just floundering or did you find your feet fairly quickly? What did the next kind of couple of years look like for you? Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually quite funny you bring that up, that, that kind of that transition, because I think it probably happens to most, um, especially when you first start out and 30 years ago, I think things were still quite a lot different 
you know, sales is, and, you know, we can discuss this later on. It's definitely changed from 13 years ago. I mean, it's, it's one of those, those things that are constantly evolving. Right. So, um, 13 years ago, yeah, I literally was this young buck and literally just got into it. And I was just like, yep, you're, you're going to have a sales job. Here's, here's your company car. Go, go show this product to these customers. And I thought, okay, sweet. And it was quickly that I learned myself that you have to know a little bit more than just showing someone a product from them to buy it. Let's put it that way. And um, the transition from there, I think for me was just learning myself. I was, I was pretty much on, on the go learning for me. I had to, I had to pick it up a lot more naturally and, um, and yeah, I think a lot more self-education more than you think. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, do you, do you recall a time where it was like, make or break like you were either just not going to figure out how to do this or you were going to sort of not crack the code but kind of start to build this understanding uh and if so were there specific resources or did you have mentors or how did you go about that to be honest man i didn't actually have any mentors at the, t- at the time like i'd like to say yeah i was this guy had mentors around me i i didn't <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those guys who literally just fought my way through it yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, like, yeah, that was, that was how, how I kind of came about it. And, you know, I, I didn't have any miraculous kind of moments where I was like, ah, that's, that's, that's it. I, I, it was just about busting, busting it out, mate, to be honest. I, I think one of the transition I had was when I went to the, a meeting and I had to talk in front of, I think it was about six, six clients. And I sat there with this, this bag of, of products and I was pulling them out and I was like, yeah, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And I could just feel myself sweating. It, was, it felt like shit <laughs> and it was, it was horrible. And then I think from there, I learned that I had to really understand where the customers were coming from, I had to know what they wanted. And ultimately it was about them and not kind of what I was showing them. And that's, that was my, that was my probably my aha moment. That's what stood out to me. Yeah. I love it. Uh, maybe before we go further, let's just break down the word, you know, the word, I'm going to call this episode like sales, sales, sales or something like that. However, I have a lot of empathy for a lot of people and including the past version of myself who just flat out avoided sales and didn't understand it, thought it was Sally. Um, maybe just, could you wrap your, let's talk about what is sales? What is a, what is a sale? Is it just, you know, pulling things out of bags or, you know, is there ideas like just flesh out maybe for the listeners, what it means to you to, to sell something, to involve, be involved in that process. What sales means to me, sales means to me is about just being, I think you need to be, I've said it before on my post and I've said it before, or I think you need to be authentic. You need to know your why Mm. um, and you need to really understand what your customer is about. And I think those core things for me, so yeah, authentic, knowing your why, why you're doing it, why you, what are you selling? Why are you selling? And you have to be passionate about that. That's your fundamental. And yeah, that, I mean, that would be my, my core. That would be my core things for sales. Yeah. And back then were you sell like, was it trying to sell stuff to people, uh, you know, in, in alignment, did they, were, were these things that they wanted or was it basically, you know, cause I, I feel like some of the tension that, and we can go into it more later, but mm. some of the tension I feel people might have with the concept is that, you know, obviously a lot of times in a sale or this kind of transaction, the there's friction, you know, because there's the exchange of possibly money or some other, you know, currency or something with your product or service or whatever. And, mm. and there's kind of this cross of a chasm that needs to take place there. And that little bit of like, you know, it's a little bit of discomfort, I guess that kind of has to be there. Um, and, and so then people have, you know, like I'll speak to them and it's like, well, cause I don't do sales. Cause if my work speaks for itself or my work sells itself, or I don't like that feeling. Um, what is that feeling? What's happening in a sale? What is the, what is the, um, you know, it's understanding their why and things like that. But like, what's, what's really going on there? Are you, you know, what is, what does it mean to you? Is it a positive thing? Is it a chore? Like what is the whole kind of thing wrapped up? So from a sales person's perspective, I think definitely, yeah, I can understand there would be some friction asking 
a potential buyer or a customer for a sale. I mean, it's not easy if you don't know how. And I think, you know, again, there's still, there's still a lot of stigma around, I think, salespeople and them promoting their product or service to someone and can, asking for asking them to buy it, buy it from them, right? I mean, it is, and I, and I see it so often. And for me, I think it is, you just need to be, you just need to have an understanding that you are going to help them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you understand that you want to help them and show them that you've got something that could potentially benefit them, mm. then knowing that, honestly, you, your, your sales career will go, will go further. I mean, you will have success. I think if you just think about it like that, that you're wanting there to help them, um, that, that transaction or that, that facilitation of you putting a product or service out there, that, that's the difference. So I guess, um, yeah, that really resonates to me. It's like, it's like if you believe in your product or service and you know, the people listening to this, I think most of them wholeheartedly do. I don't think there's really people listening who are selling things they don't like or don't really believe in. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people might have, um, be in the health and wellness space, something like that. So they, they're in that industry to help people. Mm. And from what I'm picking up from what you're saying is like, like the more you recognize that you have that belief in the thing that you're doing and it's power to help others, the sales is kind of like your avenue to do that. Mm. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. And again, like I think if you know what, what you're passionate about, that definitely helps. Like as you say, if someone's health and fitness and they are promoting a service or a packet, you know, a product that definitely is going to give you that step up. Then you take it outside and, and, and this is not taken away from those those other people who work in those different sales industry, you know, say if they're working like a, a retail store or, you know, they're, they're, they're working in a, a gassy, you know what I mean? Like those people are still selling something in their day. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's still selling something. So if you walk in there and you walk into a, a business or, and you're, and you're ready to go invest some money and show where you get this, the salesperson or consultant, whatever you want to call them, we've all got these different names, right? And you get this, you get this bad, bad vibe from them straight away because they're not really interested and want to be engaged in you, then you won't spend money. Right. So I think there is a, a definitely a difference. You have to be, not everyone's going to be passionate, but if they're not going to be passionate, they're going to, they're going to hate sales. You know what I mean? Then they'll blame the sales industry and then there'll be always a stigma like, Oh, sales sucks. And you know what I mean? So I, I definitely think you have to have that, that passion for it, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So <clears throat> let's go. Um, Oh, let's go, uh, let's go a little deeper on, on what you do. Who do you, you know, who would you help? Who, how do you work and, and what sort of work, I guess the work you do, who's it for and, and what's it for? How do you help people upskill? Um, what's the main sort of conversations you have with people to help them in their sales? Okay. Where do we start, John? Where do we start? Um, so yeah, I mean, for myself, like oh, for just a bit of the experience. So I've been a salesperson. I still like to class myself as a salesperson. Uh, I think anyone is. I just got to admit it, first of all. <laughs> um, and from there, it's been um, a sales leader. So that's also been a massive one. So I've had to delve from being a salesperson out in the world to also, I'd say, I don't let's say managing, but leading a team and showing them their direction. Um, and then from that transition, doing some business coaching now and through sales and getting people to understand that side. So if I was going through sales leadership and getting people on that board, so if you're trying to encourage sales reps when they're new to the role, I think for me it's firstly just understanding what they're doing, why they're doing it, what is it that they are wanting from it themselves, understanding the individual person's drive as well, I think is massive. That's something I'm always going on about, like what, 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 what's driving you to do this? What are you wanting from this? How can I get you to where you need to be? Because I think if you can understand that from um, being a sales leader to your sales person, you, you're just going to have that relationship built up straight away. Um, and that's probably one, that, one of the things that I'm really passionate about. So definitely with the sales, helping sales leaders drive their sales team to success is something that I'm really passionate about. And then through businesses, I think it's just understanding who your clients are that are coming to you. How can you help them um, get them basically more business as well as um, just understanding again uh, from your business, what products or service you're selling and why you're selling them out there. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So there was one thing you mentioned, which kind of resonated and it was like, 
with it with the team or with an individual is like helping them to find their reason for being there so that they kind of a, it sounds like get rekindled with their excitement for the job the the purpose that they're involved in and then that sort of motivation for lack of a better word can help them to drive the 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 posture in that sales process mm-hmm. um it reminds me you know that zig ziglar had that quote around um uh they say you know, motivation doesn't last forever. And it's, it was like, neither does um, bathing. And that's why we recommend it every day or something like that. Yeah, love that one. Talk a little bit about that, that motive. Yeah, that motivation card, like, I don't know if that's the correct word um, is, you know, people have their opinions on that word, but this drive, you know, because inevitably you try to sell something maybe and you might execute perfectly and it's a no for now. And, you know, that can be frustrating and then you lose the drive. How big of a part does that play, um, that fire inside? And how do you help people um, with that? And maybe just generally kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Okay, so how I would motivate, if that's a word, yeah, um, I'll probably help come up with something better than that terminology. But I think motivating is some, is, is some way, yes. I think also just if you're a sales leader with a sales team, I think it's definitely you need to be there with them. I think that's something that's maybe support is probably a massive one supporting them. I'd like to say um, as well as motivate. Cause I feel as though if they know that you're in it with them and in, in, in the same game or the same element and you're doing it together, I feel as though that is going to be a sure win. And it might not be the win to get the sale initially if they haven't got it. But I think if you can work up the fine details together and not just, Oh, why have you lost the sale? Oh, you know, blah, blah. And give this big format and, and, and go over all the, all the things they've missed. I think if you could just sit down with them, figure out together why they have not succeeded potentially just for that one sale. I think that's going to be the massive difference. That's, that's yeah. I think being there with them along the journey, just like you would with a prospect um, in a sale, that, that would be, that would be my, my telltale sign of, of getting them to be more motivated. Cause they, if they know you've got their back, then you're going to, you're their rapport with you and the connection you have with your sales team is going to be unbeatable. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned a sales leader. If we go towards a business that's, you know, um, three to five staff, an owner, few people who are helping the, the, the practitionership of the business, no real sales team. So effectively you've got the owner or the founder, um, you know, some like, for example, for me, right? Like I drive sales in my own business cause it's, it's basically me. Mm. Um, but then say you've got a few staff and how do you then, uh, approach sales? Is it the owner's job, um, up until a point where that team's established, how would they dedicate, how should they think about possibly framing that up in terms of time and energy, you know, amongst marketing and other things that are going on, um, how often they should be thinking about sales. You know, I know there's, it's hard to generalize because it's so many difference, but mm. would you have any sort of thoughts on that? If you know, someone's listening, they have never really thought that hard about sales. Yeah. So again, if you're a business owner and it's a small business, which I've witnessed it's, yeah. and if you don't have a core sales team, for example, but as you said, you might have a, I don't know, a customer service team is answering the phones and you might have a few other people around. Everyone's doing it doing their doing their job which is great but i think just if you're a business owner you're in sales like you probably know that john like you are still trying to promote something and and, and market something so sales and marketing obviously effectively needs to be be connected so much that they they bounce off each other that's that'd be one of the first things uh, making sure that they're aligned with obviously what you put out to the marketplace but then do you have the sales support to back that up um, that would be one part if i had people working for me I'll just be making sure that they understood some some key and um, like just some key basics with sales. So there might be um, a, a real basic one would would be, do they care? You know, like do they care about your mission statement as a business owner? I think that'd be the one one thing. Like, because you can have a team with you, but again, if you've just employed people to come work for you and they don't understand your mission statement going forward in the future, then they won't know how to support that. Mm. So I think crucially you need to make sure that you guys sit down together. You go, this is what my business is about. This is my dream. Can I make you a part of that? 
can you guys see yourselves being here as part of that? And can we succeed together? Because if they if they have a different motive that they want to be in the business, then again, it's not going to work. There's, there'll be friction down the road. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it resonates with a, a lot of conversations I've had with uh, the, the smaller businesses that are more successful. And it's like, you know, it may not have been around sales, but it's like just around that upfront necessity on culture and, you know, even co-founders, co-owners sitting together before really the journey even starts and articulating mm. that that vision, getting everyone on board um, just seems to really help, especially when there is turbulence, you know, inevitably down the road. Uh, okay, so let's let's go into... Um, Let's go into the sales process. You mentioned the word prospect. Um, talk through like maybe the landscape a little bit. What, uh, whether you want to dive into, whether you want to dive into like a, a process kind of chronologically or how you think it is most well-versed um, well or well-articulated. Like how does it all work for you? What do you need to, what do you need to know? How do you need to be thinking going into the sale as the, let's, let's just call them the owners or the business owner if, in this case. Um, and yeah, maybe just maybe kind of go from there. Okay. So if you're a business owner trying to get into a market and you're trying to understand who your customer was and how you approach them, I think initially I'll do your homework. I don't stand who you, who your target client is. That'd be my number one. And understand that if your if your product service is going to match who you're trying to target would be ideal i mean that would be makes sense for me initially um also i also think that you'd need to you need to do your homework in regards to who you're who when you're targeting your client and that process okay you've got your you've got your product service the client, if they came to me and you have to put yourself in their shoes, why would they buy from me as well? I think that'd be another turnaround. So you've got to, you've got to twist that, you've got to twist that process. Okay. So if you were you, John, and you were looking at your business, why would I buy from me? And that would probably be a shift that I try and talk to a lot of people about. Cause I think if you can do the shift from you being a business owner, okay, I've got this product service. I want to go launch it. Mm. I know, I know my sales pitch and how it's going to work, but if I'm, if I'm turning that around and having someone I'm in front of me and I'm, and I'm giving my product or service and I'm doing my spiel and I'm saying, why well, this would be a great fit for you. Would, would I buy it? Mm. So I think you've got to have that, have that shift as well. Yeah. I like that. The empathy. And you some one time, sometimes I've often thought about why are they correct or why would I be correct in not buying it too? You know, if they haven't bought or if something didn't work out, um, kind of like on the the other side of it too. Mm. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually talked to some some business owner. He's he's obviously on Instagram and he's 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 doing he's doing brand strategy. You know, all this brand stuff's big at the moment, but we'll yeah. go down there. You know, and I was talking to him, and he, you know, he's got a you know, I, I don't like to call it a follow account, but he's got a decent following account, and we had a good chat, and we're having a bit of collaboration. And he was talking about some clients not buying into his service mm -hmm. and his and what he offers. And I basically just said like. What, what is it that you're trying to offer them? Why do they turn away? And he had, went over a bit of a detail. And, and the core thing is he wasn't offering, he wasn't offering the right value to, to those individuals. So value, again, we've all heard it, you know, everyone's, you know, do they value, you know, do they value what you offer? And is this, this different stuff and everyone perceived value differently? And they do. And you can't narrow it down to every single business and, and value because it's all slightly different. But mm. I think with him and his case, those, those, clients weren't buying them because they didn't see a real benefit that they would gain. And it wasn't that they came to him and he put this price in front of them and that's why they were scared away. He probably just didn't understand what they were wanting from him in a nutshell. And so if he could really just take some real fine details down because every client's different or customer's different in what they want. So everyone wants to, everyone wants something different. Like, okay, I watch terminology should you? So if you go in the gym, so I might want to lose shape. But yes, someone might want to get bulky, you know, say so everyone, everyone deals, deals with value different and, and your clients will want something different from each, from what they want. So you can't treat every person the same. Mm. So where I'm going with that is that he obviously just didn't find the value for that particular client 
and that's why they left. So when we got talking about why they why they missed out on that on that specific sale and that and that connection with the with the person that relationship, that's that's what you need to understand. Yeah, interesting. So uh, just quickly on that, if you feel like someone's come in, they're a perfect fit for your business or your service, whatever you've got, and you go through the sales process and it doesn't work out and they say no i'm you know not for now and you maybe go through a couple of objections try to understand why whatever and it doesn't work out and you you think in your mind that they were the perfect fit um would it be fair to say that from what you've just shared effectively you weren't able to show the value assuming that there was value and it would have been a good fit is that kind of what you is, is coming back to that communication and empathy then? Is that really what you're saying? Or yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, if you if you feel as though you're a really good fit for them and they still were just objection after objection and and weren't buying into what you'd offer, it's a tricky one. Like I'd like to say there probably was still a little bit of lack of value in some aspect, but maybe they just didn't understand what you're offering as well. Like there's so many crossovers and connections and as much as everyone likes to say they've won every sale and you know, no one misses out. I mean, you're always going to miss something, but then mm. it's figuring out what that was for when the next client comes up. So answering your question, you might've been able to offer all that, but again, they might've just not bought into it. Like they may have not wanted what you're offering, if that makes sense. So yeah. you, it's like anything, right? Someone can do, give you the best service at this spell and, and you might be ready to sign that online, but then you might just have this reservation in your, in your mind going, okay, I, I need to think about this. I need to go away and, and this is, and look around, you know, but again, they may go somewhere else and feel as though what you're talking about really resonated and they might come back. So I feel as long as, long, as, long as you can do everything in your power to, to connect with them and, and give them that value. Yeah. There will, be, there will be some reward at the end of the day, if it's something that you've learned or if they have walked away I've, I've experienced this. Like I know I've, I've, I've lost a sale. I'm sure everyone has. And that client's walked away and gone, I've actually decided to come back because what this other guy just explained to me was nothing that you've given me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So as long as you give them all the information and everything they can, they want, I mean, that's, that's to some degree all you can do at that stage. Mm, I like that. And it reminds me of a post you put up a while ago talking about, it was based on the concept of the life cycle of the sale, I think. And uh, it talked about um, the relationship after the sale. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. And I, I commented on it because I think it, I, I was just, it really resonated with me because sometimes I'll work with someone two years after originally it was a no for now or the time wasn't right or whatever, you know, whatever was going on. And, um, what resonates here at what you're saying is like, it's not just the relationship after the sale of, of a yes. Yeah. Um, but also, and, or, and also the relationship of a no for now, or when it's not, not a good fit at that time mm. is, um, is really important as well because you never know how that relationship can unfold and who they might talk to, or maybe they come back like in your case. hundred percent. I think if you can just know, yeah, yeah, it's quite, Funny you brought up that post. It just reclicked to me that planting that seed, the right seed, as you just mentioned, if it's a yes or it's a no, they 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 might come back to you because they might experience something different. As you mentioned, that might be a no for now, but you never know. And I think if you can just stay in communication with them, I think I'll, I'll not say a lot of salespeople, but I know a lot of people do give up after that no, and then they think, okay, that's it, done. My, I've done my, I've done what I can. That prospect wasn't for me, and might not be always the case. I think I put saying, saying not every prospect is a golden ticket either. So you're not going to be always a perfect fit. But as you said, John, if you can, if you just do what you can, and then you never know down the track that they may, that client may return for, to buy in from your service. And I think just planting that seed and effectively communicating with them afterwards, I like have them on a, I know have them on an email list or have them something that you can know that you're going to communicate with them. It might be in six months time, a year's time. Mm. You know, you may, you may phone them six months down the track and say, Hey, I know we didn't, connect that certain time how's things gone for you have you found someone mm. you know and if, and if they you know they might be in that certain moment that they're just still not finding anyone and that you've forgotten about them someone else has forgotten them but they find that you've just you've remembered them you matter to them mm. man honestly it, it can work wonders i think a lot of 
a lot of businesses don't do that. You know, they don't just take a little note and go, okay, let me communicate this person down the track. Let me just see yeah. where they're at. They think, oh, they're not going to buy from me. They're going to go sign up Joe Bloggs down the road. They might yeah. do, but they might get, they may have a bad experience. And then you may, again, that might be a good win for you because then you might say, oh, why, what's wrong? And, oh, this is what's happening to me. This is what's going on. Oh, well, look, hey, by the way, did you know I could potentially do this for you if, you know, at some stage if you ever decide to come back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, being being remembered, isn't it? Being acknowledged as a human. Like I know when I'm on the other side of that, uh, and it goes both ways, when you're ignored you're pretty quickly out the door and, and vice versa. Mm. Uh, you talked about sales has changed remarkably in the last 12 to 13 years. Uh, I remember in 2000, my last business was, was uh, owning a gym in Melbourne. And even then, 2015, 2016, um, the sales process, I feel, in that market, in that niche has changed significantly. Talk to us about why. Um, you know, I have a sense social media, stuff like that might pop into there, but Let's go down that road. What's different? Uh, what did it used to look like? What do you see now is important uh, for those who are in sales? Yeah, sure. Well, probably like everyone's witnessed, your, your buyer is obviously a lot smarter. And I'm not saying that in a, in a way that they don't understand, but I feel as though there might have been old sales tactics to some degree that might have worked with different businesses mm-hmm. and having, I would say, just you kind of one script and it might've been a bit, bit manipulative or, you know, like that, or you've got to buy now and, and lock people in. I think people are a lot smarter with their, their, their education towards how, what they want and how they buy into it. And I mean, as, I don't know if you've seen the studies, John, but I mean, like I already know that a customer before they even contact you or most of the time has already done their research into what they want. I mean, you know, like they've looked around at, at say gyms and seen what the, what the best platform is. But um, I think that's where the salesperson or a business owner can come into it and really relay on what, what they're passionate about and how they want to help that person. I think that's going to connect the dots. Mm. And I think what has changed is, yep, the, the buyer's got smarter. But also, I think fundamentally, as, as you just mentioned, the whole social media, that has definitely, that, that's gone massive as well. I mean, and internet. I mean, everything's on there, right? I mean, every salesperson selling a product or service is battling Amazon, eBay, if you want to call over there, um, in the States, everywhere worldwide. I mean, we don't have it so much here <laughs> um, yet, but it, it, it's going it, to, it's happening everywhere. Everyone's buying online. So what's mm-hmm. going to set you aside? You know, people don't have to interact with salespeople these days, you know, like as much as they potentially would have D- differently, differently in B2B. Yeah. And some of those businesses where you do have to still be a person. But yeah. I, I think with that again, like people are so time restrained that if they, with their time and it's time is limited. So even back then, I think, you know, you could catch up for a customer for an hour and you'd be like, Hey, let's, 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 let's chat. Let's catch up. Now it's like, no, there's, there's no time. You've got 15 minutes. What, yeah. what do you want? You know? <laughs> so what, what are you going to do in that time frame? You know, yeah. we, we had this hour, you could talk about whatever. And, that, and so I think time restraint, the market's a lot more saturated. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, and, and technology, I think technology plays a big part and obviously like internet. So there's two things that I noted there that I wanted to go deeper on if it's okay. Sure. The first one is the first one is more of a comment and tell me what you think. You mentioned that um, the buyer doesn't have to interact with you. So they can buy and and I agree we can get anything, right? Like, we don't need to go to someone, um, even in you know health and wellness, whatever. You can get online program. You can do it stuff in your garage, whatever you want to do. Um, so they don't have to interact with you. And what kind of jumped out at me is you know going back to how you started this conversation is they don't have to interact with you. How do we make it a pleasure to want to interact with you? You know, you talked about relationships and and knowing them. And it's like when, if I sit with you and you're trying to sell me something and you really know me and you see me and acknowledge me and you understand, listen, it's kind of like a flip, huh? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a joy to, to want to interact, to be with you, to get on the call or just for you to help me with some, you know, some need that I've got. 
yeah, how do I answer this? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, yeah, we are less. There's obviously more online services with buying things, more programs, as you said, John. And I think you, as you said, you want to make it a pleasure to interact with others. I again, I think you need to. That's why I, th- I still think salespeople will always be there mm. out in the world because I think if you just need to be able to get in front of people, you need to show them you're on that. You're on that again, as I mentioned, the sales leader, sales reps. Same thing with your clients. You're on that journey with them. If people can see that they're supported, because at the end of the day, people still like that that connection, that personal connection, right? Most people anyway. I'd say a fair demographic would like that personal connection with someone who actually cares about them and wants to see them succeed. succeed. So I think that's how you've got to do it. You've got to get in front of your ideal target market as people, as an image, and get out there and connect with them on that personal connection. I think that will be, be it be the difference and i think communication is massive yeah okay so the other thing that i wanted that i noted was that now we know what we want at a higher level we can compare and contrast different providers products Uh, we can watch long-form documentaries and understand the nuances probably know more about a lot of the stuff before if we really do our work before we even go then the actual person in the shop or in the sales sales team uh talk to us about this relationship with marketing you mentioned earlier because obviously we've got a lot of content creation ability to to cater to that to help them know more help educate them talk to us a little bit about how you see the the sales the marketing or the education the content creation working together um, in terms of that, in terms of how this is influencing how much we know as a market and as an audience. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I've marketing and sales. Yeah. I think they've always been, there's always been this kind of like strenuous kind of like, I don't know what you call it. I'd say a war between the two in some aspects, you know, like marketing knows what they're doing. They, that they feel as though they're selling something because they're putting out the, the content should you say and getting getting the leads but again if you don't know how to if you don't know how to fill that secure those leads for example and that's where the sales team comes in you're not gonna not gonna be anything you'll they'll just sit there like i've seen it happen over and over again like people do all this marketing they get these people buying in but they don't know how to close that person they don't know how to close that client and get them on board and i think if you are with marketing you do have sales like if you don't have a sales team you need to know some aspects of selling if you have a sales team with you you need to be unified, like because, for instance, your sales team—they're out there, they're communicating with people, they are seeing the stories, they're seeing, they're seeing the journeys, they're seeing the competition, they're seeing everything out out in the world. So, not necessarily the marketing team is. Marketing team might, is just maybe jumping on the internet, looking at what other people are doing or what content they can provide. Mm-hmm. So, unless you are unified, then then you'll see the magic. I, you can still be successful in marketing, but there will be limitations. Mm-hmm. There will, there will be. It just, I don't know how to put it. I'm, I'd like to say it's a fact, but some might disagree with me, but it definitely is. I feel as though there's only so much you can do just by doing marketing without closing the sale at the end of it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, uh, it does. It, it sounds almost like you're describing it as a, as a feedback loop or the listening, the conversation and the sale can be part of the listening side of communication which can feed back into the marketing, which is kind of the, the expression side of the communication as well. Like, you know, whatever you're putting out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about social media a little bit. If you, if anything comes to mind, I know we've touched on it little bits here and there, maybe, from your own personal journey as well, could be hyper relevant. Any story, you know, obviously um, we've connected through it. I've seen you, um, you know, growing and being involved and connecting in the community, things like that. What have you seen? What have you noticed? Um, what do you like about it? And then maybe anything you've learned or even see with clients or whatever that you could maybe bring value to others who are maybe perhaps thinking about it, but for whatever reason is still holding back or not really jumping in there. Yes. What a journey Instagram and social media has been for me, John. And for <laughs> most, um, let's just say, this is probably a topic I'm, I, I love talking about because it's relevant at the moment. It was, it was 
hard at the start. It still is to some degree because I feel as though um, you're definitely selling yourself on there a lot. Not it's weird. You, you sell yourself in person when you're out and communicate with people. And that's what I love to do. I love to communicate. I love to chat with people. But then when you're on the social platform and you're putting up videos and you're, and you're putting up content and, and, and you know what you're saying is relevant to you and you're passionate about. And I, and I can feel this from a lot of people because it's a big discussion, you know, and, and you are your own personal brand. I definitely feel as though it's not, you're not going to see that instant win. And I feel as though most people would probably post something and think, okay, we're, why am I not gaining this momentum straight away? Mm. And I've, and then I'm trying to put it back into the real world and go, no, this is, this is something that is going to take time. Mm. Like, you know, you, you have to, like anything, you have to build a brand for yourself. Um, and that's again, that big topic of personal branding and, or if you have a business, like what does your brand mean? What does it represent? And if, if I'm taking it back to an individual like myself, sharing my stories and what I'm passionate about, that's what I'm putting up there. And I feel as though that's all, someone if they are doing their own personal thing is if they are trying to promote themselves, say they want to be a, a coach of some sort or you just have to be passionate about and true to yourself and what you put up there. Like I know a lot of people get caught up in, you know, get, wanting the likes and the comments and putting out stuff that's going to get that, that response. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what I mean? But are people really going to buy into that? Like long-term, like what are you wanting from that? A like is not going to get you a sale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is not going to, that's not going to transition from. Oh, wait, really? Like, yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I know. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? You know, like, Hey, you're liking my stuff. Well, but yeah. you know, and, and the thing is it's like any sales thing. I've learned like you have to be, you have to prospect, you have to yeah. go on, you have to communicate, you have to build an audience. Like if people were buying from your business, like you would have people who would be of the ongoing clients or, you know, and they're the constantly buy from your customers who would keep coming back. You'd have to have those and you've got to also prospect and get out there and get new clients. But then you've also got to find your niche. That's nothing. So I think there's such a big world on social media. I mean, I heard some statistics the other day. Was it like some, I don't know, billions of people already on, on social media, right? That's where people yeah. would live their life. Everything's in billions, billions. Yeah. Billions uploaded per second. Billion. I know. I know. It's just like it's Sca- just infinite, really, isn't it? Scares the hell out of me, doesn't it? But you know, like that's 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 where we're going. That's where we're going. Yeah. So, and and that was something I quickly learned. Um, you know, I, I was on Instagram probably I don't know, say, come out nine months ago, and what I learned quickly is that you have to you have to understand your niche and what you want. Um, what are you wanting from it? And it's probably like something in real world business. It, it's it's not gonna it's gonna be slightly different to where you put out things. But you've got to treat your clients, if that's who you're trying to attract, as, as more of a personal connection. Or if it's a business and customers and it's more of a, pro- a product, you have to treat, treat it almost as, the same in the way of how you target customers and how you market, how you prospect if, if you're a salesperson, like how, you, how are you getting people? Because people come to your page not just going to buy something. Like they've got to build that trust, you can, that connection. How are you doing that? So I've probably said a lot of things in a, in a different way, but... I think fundamentally what I've learned is that it's not going to happen in, in a hurry and your message has to be consistent and you have to find your niche are probably the three main things that I've learned mm-hmm. um, and build a community uh, as well. Like people who can support you as well as you can support them, collaborate with others. Um, if you're, if you're a solo, if you're a solo guy in there and you're trying to make the, the way on, on social media, hence the word social media, you know, like you've got to be social. Like it's, yeah, it's it's a game changer anyway. I think if you're not on there now, on social media, your business will suffer long term. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hesitant to start making that call also because I was personally actually resistant to social. You know, I was in I was in retail back in 2009, and Facebook was around, and like it, it, there was potential to run ads and stuff. And I was still doing mail drops and all sorts of things. Like I made every mistake in the book. And at the same time now, it's like, uh, it, when I see it as part of communication, uh, it's just, it is, it's essential. Like you walk around and it's getting more and more and more prolific and more and more time in this, in the platforms for people. Um, so when you look at it from that way and, and like you said, you got that social element, the listening, the speaking, there's two sides to communicate. I think it's a really healthy, it can be a really healthy and, and a cool place to hang out and, you know, um, connect with people and all the rest mm. of it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think that's where you've got to really define on what it is that you're up there to do. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, I think if you're, if you're just having a personal page and you're 
putting out your stuff of your family and, and what you do as an outside activities, that's perfect. But then you can't blend as much as you want people to connect with you. You've got to be very specific in how you do that. Like if all of a sudden, um, if I put post on all of a sudden I'm there with my dad bod on, on there, people are going to go, what's this guy up to all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Like, you know, if I start posting that as my, as my content, people will be like a bit confused on, on what, what this guy's doing. So you've got to really stay true to what you're, what you're, what you're, what you're out there to do, to achieve with your page. So if it's business, you can't, you, it's good to show people the behind the scenes and how you're getting there in certain ways, but you can't just have this massive shift and, and just post irrelevant stuff because people will get confused and they'll just, they won't buy in. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, okay. Last little question. Maybe you mentioned, um, you talked about getting out there. You talked about, um, you know, we talked about the social side of the social media and I guess just to reframe this quickly. So the whole podcast being kind of around this concept of sales, mm. when we started, it was like, okay, let's talk actually about relationships and communication and nurturing those relationships. And then that led to the, the social side of social media, another way to nurture and communicate and build a relationship. Let's talk about the non digital platforms. How important is it to, get outside of the building, so to speak, uh, to, to, to go and connect with people. You know, you, <laughs> you, you had a post, which is like, if you just sit behind a keyboard, that shit won't work <laughs> pretty much like that's like, I agree a hundred percent. Talk about that. A little <laughs> talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, it's easy to go, Oh, okay. Social media. And then people all in on digital and like maybe they're running the business and just doing that. Mm -hmm let's 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 um let's get real on that what do you see what's important um how can people make sure that they're touching both sides of that yeah definitely um yeah so yep keyboard warrior won't work <laughs> let's just put it out that there again yeah, yeah, that shit won't work so um <laughs> yeah that that won't work um and what i mean by that is just sending emails you know picking up phones and yeah to some degree it's got some benefit like i'm always about cold calls and cold calls of cold calling on the phones cold calls of going down cold calling you know, door to door, whatever that there's relevance to everything. But I think how would I put this? You need to be seen and no matter what platform or what, if it's non-digital, you need to be seen again. A part of that post was you need to be seen. You need to be heard because mm -hmm. if you're not, they won't, they won't know who you are. They won't remember you. And I mean, again, a business has, has got its own, we'll say logo, but your people make the brand, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. And your people at the brand, but also your clients. So what does that brand mean to them? And I think when you're having those connections with people, that that interprets something different to, to the people that you're getting in front of. So um, I think no matter what service you're in, uh, if, and if it's online, if it's not, if, it's, if you're still not on the social media platforms, you need to have people out there still creating the image for you and your business. Mm. Um, I think that's fundamentally always going to be, and the people who succeed down the track are going to be the ones who can communicate that. I think, I mean, AI, everything like that's getting a lot more, a lot more relevant and we see it. We, you know, some people are scared, some people embrace it. There's going to take over a lot of jobs, but if you're someone who can just say, hello, how are you? What's your name? As simple as, and as straightforward that seems, <laughs> that's going to, you're going to be, you're going to be more successful than the people down the track because a lot of people are just going to be looking at their phones like they already do. I mean, how, you know, and this is probably a little bit off topic, but you know, when do you go to a cafe and have a coffee and everyone's sitting and staring at their phones? Like it's scary as hell. So, you know, if you can actually engage with people and have communication and business, you're going to be successful. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, cause at the same time that hello, how are you? A lot of people even on the phone wouldn't be doing that equivalent on the phone so for example back to social media the same thing carries through like i could send a dm hello how are you like you know what i mean so it's like it's interesting because it's kind of like a reflection that needs to it, it needs to needs to exist on both you know mm. wherever you are i guess 100 percent. well and, and this is probably you know for anyone who does listen and something i've been doing that's really stood out and had some massive opportunities do voice, uh, not not voice, just voice DMs. That's a good one if, if you don't feel comfortable. But what I've been doing is I've been doing recordings on myself, introduce myself to people and send them a little video. 
and the response is massive. Yeah, so, right. So if you've got some clients out there that you may not be, you know, you might not know and you might not be a bit hard to talk to them and communicate on the phone, just do a video. Do like saying 10 seconds of yourself to saying hi, how, you know, but introduce yourself and start a connection that way. So video DM, I'm telling you now, mark my words, it will be massive. Okay. This is, you said, you mentioned if you have clients out there, you mean clients or prospects or contacts? Oh, oh prospects. Yeah. Whatever opportunities, let's put it that way. Any opportunity that you are trying to connect with someone. Yeah. Uh, video DM is going to be next level. Okay. And are you, are you um, leaving the message with a, um, are you leaving the message from a place of service? Like, is there like anything I can help you? Like, are you looking to go to that next step on the message or are you simply like, Hey, thank you for connecting. Yeah. Let's get specific on it. Just. Yep. Perfect. Yep. So if it's um, someone who has started following you video them and just say, Hey, I appreciate you joining my page. Look at their page, see what I've got going on. Start some, start some course, you know, some conversation with them. If it is you doing a target market and so, I don't know, say if you're in, I don't want to be in business, but say for me, sales coaching, I'll put it like that. And I'm out there seeing sales reps and I started following my page. I will video DM and just say, Hey, thanks for, thanks for following it. My page. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And that's how I leave it. Just plain and simple. Like it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Don't overthink the process because then you'll start rambling on, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, and then it just won't work. So just be, yeah, yeah, yeah. just be, just be communicative how like you would normally would. I think it's, it's funny when we start videoing ourselves and someone actually taught me a trick the other day because I'm not perfect at it and I'm getting better. But with videos, as soon as we know that we've got an audience in front of us, a lot of people can't handle that. All of a sudden we think we're on the spotlight. We yeah, start shaking. We great. don't blink. We're, yeah. you know, we're deer in headlights. Um, so just think of it that you're just having a normal interaction with someone, but, if you can do video DMs, I'm going to tell you now, you're going to have some massive opportunities come out of it. Like I've seen some already and it's been massive. Yeah. Interesting. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, that's some great value. Is there anything else that you feel we need to touch on or you'd like to add in? Um, I think we've covered most of it, John, but I think fundamentally anyone who's starting in sales or new to sales, I'd probably just say, understand, understand what it is that you you're wanting from, from that career what, and what industry you're in and where you want to go to. Because I've seen a lot of people just do the same thing over and over because they just get comfortable, but they're not really happy. And then that's, that's, it. that's, that, that's what I call a sales career. I saw, I, I call a career, a sales career is something that's going to provide opportunities for you long-term mm -hmm. and, and, and different, in different ways. So that's obviously connect with other people in different in different industries and you'd be able to shift yourself into those and really connect with other people down the road. Like don't understand your why. I think it's probably the, the big one. And I know it's a lot of people have probably heard it and they, they probably think, yeah, I know my why, but really understand what it is that you're doing in, in your, in your role and what it is to be actually a salesperson. Mm -hmm. That'd be probably one of my messages. Cause I feel as though that's so, so strong for if you're a sales leader and you've got new reps on board, um, just be able to understand, why they they are, they are coming to your team, your business, and what what are they wanting from it would be massive. Okay, I love it. I'm gonna just um, just in the last like minute or so, I'll just share because I think it could be helpful for the listeners. Kind of the big things that you know you mentioned and that we covered that really stood out to me. Sure. Uh, so the first one, you know, we talked about your why and you just touched it on there. I think for a lot of people, they can be afraid of sales and really what we covered and what you, what you spoke about and kind of shined a light on is like, that's your ability to make greater change. Whatever you want to see happen in the world. It's like at, at the end of the day, it's going to come back to that sale, hmm. that, that conversation. Number two, I think was, you know, what you spoke about on relationships. Uh, in particular, after the sale, if the sale doesn't work, it's all the same. It's relationship and ongoing. I think that was really cool. And, you know, giving that value on the DM, the video DM, it's like what better place, way to start than being innovative on how to kick off that relationship videos, 
voice messages, whatever you might be able to do. I loved how you framed up the marketing, sales and marketing partnership. That was really valuable. Uh, so if I think if you're listening, you know, it's like one levers, the other relationships, trust, attention, it's all going back and forth. If you're a sole practitioner, you're carving your own path. It's like you basically need to be across both almost at all times, so to speak. It's interesting, you know, as a side note, it's like, to me, it's almost like a second business. It's like, you got your delivery when, when you're, when you're small or you've got a couple of people, it's like, you've got your delivery of your craft, whatever that may be. And then you've got basically your communications business that's running sales and marketing. And it has to be that much attention or else it just dries up, you know, it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I think that was it, man. And then really just listening, knowing, finding out what they want and helping the people. I think that was really cool and really powerful for you to share that. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Anything else that you, you know, that, yeah. Anything else, any final words? Well, like I say, John is just, it's been awesome. And I appreciate you. Appreciate you getting me on board here. Okay, brother. Well, um, if you're listening, you can find out was Instagram, the best place to maybe just share the best places to find you. A few people might already follow you, but. Yeah, no, on Instagram um, and on LinkedIn at the moment. And again, if you're not on LinkedIn, I'll probably some final words. If you're just on Instagram and you are trying to target businesses and other individuals, um, I don't know if you're, everyone's heard this yet, but get on LinkedIn. Okay, it's, it's, it's taken off and you don't want to be left because Instagram is still a place to be, but it's got, you've got a good community on there. But LinkedIn has got professionals ready to buy. Are you creating the same on LinkedIn or not the same, but similar posture of like you're creating value and content on there? You have to tweak it. You have yeah. to, yep. Yeah. You can't, not get off scene. The transformers and stuff. As much as I want to, man, as much as I want to keep that autobots rolling out. Yeah. Um, a, lot of the, a, lot of the, a lot of those guys on there, they, they don't, they don't, they don't respond. I think it's, it's not an, for some reason, it's not an image world on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I can, some of the stuff tailored and I've just put it into more of a text format. And I, I hate writing, man. And like texting is just, yeah, I, I don't like it, but it's, you get, you get a different response on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, videos. It's a funny one. Like I know videos have been, you got to, if you're doing videos, put them out there. I think they'll, they'll still take off on, um, on LinkedIn. But again, I think posts will come. I mean, look at like Gary V. He puts, he puts his, all his infographics on there. Yep. Just because he's built up that brand over years, everyone knows him. He gets thousands of responses. So I think if you're going to do it, you just got to tweak it, learn what works, learn what doesn't, but and just try new things. Like, hey, I'll keep I'll try new things now and then see what happens. So yes, um, but, but get on but get on LinkedIn as well if you're not on as a business or if you're looking at trying to get potential clients on board. Awesome. Okay, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll put your handle, your Insta handle, and stuff in the notes below the podcast. And if you're listening, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is episode 60. If you know anyone in small business, basically anyone in sales, which is effectively all of us, uh, just forward along the episode. That's the most helpful thing you can do. I think there's a lot of value in here, probably worth listening back again and just kind of cross-referencing it with your own sales process and you know, seeing if you can make some tweaks, get some better results. All right, man. Thanks so cool. much for your time. Appreciate it, John. Thank you. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Those projects have been like really imperative over the last six months. It's been really important for me and I can see working collectively with the group, it's been really important for most people. And I can see that change in everyone and I think everyone sees that change. And I think everyone really sees um, the vulnerability that everyone's facing as well. And there's a lot of care for everyone. And it's just, it's, it's a really nice kind of mix it's it's a really nice foundation to grow like really exponentially big time quickly in a world of heavy information consumption access potential academy or apa is a six-month program that focuses heavily on project-based learning so what does this mean it means that we don't watch hours and hours of video throughout the program or the course 
we have a small project that is delivered and then we go away and execute, we take action. And effectively, the purpose of the group is to provide a peer-to-peer network for support, to support each other, to push each other on our strengths, and also to provide feedback. So we learn how to give and receive feedback powerfully. And this is a tool that we can use or carry through the entire program itself. If you're interested in finding out more about the Access Potential Academy program and how it can help you and your work or business, send me an email, john at johntmarsh.com and we can connect. I would love to find out what you're up to, what you're looking to create in 2020 and of course beyond. Again, thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode.